we've come to a time where there is a church everywhere, especially in America. So I have a picture of uh, a street corner. And if you notice, I'm going to put the laser. There's one, cor- one church here, one church here, one church here, and one church here. There are four churches at four corners. There are plenty of churches to go around. Can you agree with me? You know, there are churches that have coffee shops. Uh, There are churches that have big worship leaders. Y'all know who this is? This is Chris Tomlin. You know, I remember when the Austin Stone was beginning in Austin. Uh, I was at UT there. And my first year, the big attraction was Chris Tomlin was the worship leader at the church. Different churches are doing different things to attract people in. Some people will even say we have a really good children's program. And in the midst of all of that, my, my buildup is not too long today. In the midst of all of the different things that attract us to church, the question that I want to ask you is this, what should I look for in a church? It's come to the point that if you're looking for it, there's probably a church that has it. So I ask you this honest question because this is an honest question for each of us to consider and even for my people online who are listening. What, do you, what should you be looking for in a church? Let's get to the text for the day. And this is where God guided me. I think this is an important one for our church as well. This is, I think, hopefully one of the cultural aspects of our church. You know, every church stands for something. And where God guided me today is, I think, one of the things that I hope we stand for. So we look at this story of this lady who gave. And it says in Matthew chapter 12, verses 41 to 44, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Does it look off? There it goes. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came in and put in two. We're all going to say that. How many? Two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Make some observations real quick before I share. What do you all notice in the text? Because you have to see the text for the text to speak to you. I love you all seeing the text. The text speaks to you. One of the things I'm learning more and more that I live, kind of what Jessica was getting at, the word is what teaches us. The word is what guides us. It's the foundation for our lives. So we're going to talk about the lady real quick, and then we'll get back to the question. So you think about it, this lady didn't do anything special in terms of what she gave. In reality, she gave less than everybody. Can you agree with me? During that time, you know, it was known you could hear people's giving. You know, today we go to Venmo and we give, or we'll put like a dollar in. It doesn't make a sound. But during that time... All of the currency was coins. So I brought some coins with me. So you think about it, even the biggest weights to the the smallest things were coins. So imagine someone putting money in. Oh, wow, that person's a good giver. You know? And then the next person comes up and it's like, jingle, 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 jingle. And you hear more. And this lady comes out of nowhere and hers is... Just this little, these two little dinks. 
Hers didn't sound impressive. If anything, she was embarrassed of her giving. And it kind of gets to what dad was saying that she came at the end. She felt like, why would I want to give this in comparison to everybody else? But it's interesting, Jesus stops for her, right? Jesus noticed her. He told the disciples, everybody come here. So you learn something. The way Jesus judges is very different than the way we judge. We look at external things and we're impressed by certain things, but Jesus' metric is so different. I, I wanted to put some numbers in here because the math teacher in me. So say the rich person made $1,000 and they gave 10% of that. How much would that be? Right. So they say they put $100 in. They're giving 10%. But say she had $10 in a month and she gave eight of them. How much is she giving? 80%. See, the interesting thing, and I love putting the numbers to it is, He's not interested in how much, but what of yourself are you giving? What percentage of yourself are you giving? So it gets me to my question, what should I look for in a church? It's not what I can get from church, but what I can give to church. This is the real question. What can I give to church? That's what Jesus is noticing. He stops for her because she gives of herself. So I want to ask you a question. Are you giving? Is the model in your mind giving? This is going completely away from how we think about church. Because when I think about churches, what did I get from it? How convenient is it for me? Does it work according to me? And the way he thinks is completely different. This is one of the cultural aspects of our church. Here's what I want you to think. I want us to be a group of people who are all interested in giving. All of us. It's not Sam giving, not worship leader, not the prayer. All of us have a heart to give. That is what a strong church is. So think, when even you came today, it's so easy to be passive and not give. Were you giving? But then the question becomes, okay, how do I give? How can I give in a church service? Right? So I give a few ways. So during prayer, what does it look like to give? I wrote up here, offering prayers for others nonstop. Right? No one, here's the thing. See, it's like I'm waiting for something to happen. No, you come ready to have a heart to give prayer. No one should prompt you. But see, here's the beautiful thing. When they prompt you, it's like, oh, that's a good way to do that. Let me pray like that. Like when Marvin said this morning, let's pray for the person to the right and left. I'm like, I'm already interceding, but now let me be more focused. See, I don't need to wait, though. The second I'm walking in, my heart should be praying to God. Like I said, my heart cried out for that lady in the nursing home who was praying for her leg. Come to give. In worship, what does it look like to give? Offering your thanks to God nonstop. No one should have to prompt your worship. Let worship come. Let worship just come to say, thank you, God. But then it's so beautiful when the worship leader brings a song I've never thought about. And I, 
I was thinking about the names of God. Then I'm like, whoa, that's another way I get to worship Him. But it doesn't matter even if He doesn't because I'm ready to give because He's worthy. The question is not what am I getting from church? What am I giving in church? I'll give you a few more in the Word. Offering your attention as best as you can and saying, I want to receive something. And yes, there are distractions all around you. And it's like, oh man, like it's hard to focus right now. But I will give you my attention. I'm telling you this. It's, you know, this is one I think the principles of God. God is a God that when you give, guess what happens? You receive. I think many of us stop our receiving because I'm looking to receive. Give me something, God. And all he's asking is, will you give first? And as you give, you open your heart to receive. I'm telling you this. I have sat in church services where the speaker is so dry, but I am ready to receive because I'm hungry for God. And when we do that, God always fills. It may be a nugget, a chicken nugget, right? I want the thigh or the leg, right? But he's giving me a, a nugget and I'll take the nugget. Because he's the giver. He will always give. But you have a responsibility to give. So let me encourage you today. I, I gave just a few more. Building connection with others. You know, I do believe this. A church is strong when we are connected. Don't expect on Sunday morning to just build that connection. Throughout the week, encourage each other. Send messages to each other. Love each other. That's another way you can give. Building your walk with God, offering your time to spend with God and obey, right? Our walks with God can't be limited to Sunday morning or on certain days of the week. Each day I'm trying to give something. And you know the best thing that I think you can give to God? It's the gift that you have. There is a gift God has endowed for each of us that when you give that, it's one of the greatest, it's the sweetest thing you can give to God. And so I want to encourage you to share that. But that's harder because I don't, sometimes people don't know what their gift is. Like, what am I meant to do? What is my calling? Sometimes you don't know. What I want to encourage you is as you give in the day to day, as you give in the areas you know you can give, He reveals to you what your gifting is. Genuinely, I'll tell you this. You know, as I would sit in sermons and listen, I'll be like, man, this is so boring. Why don't they ever ask me a question? So guess what I do when I speak? I ask you guys a question. It births from my giving. So as you give, you understand yourself better. You know what your calling is. So let me just encourage you today. The question was what? What should I look for in a church? Instead of looking, think, what can I give in a church? Man, that's when God begins to really move. When people come to give rather than to receive. You know, I'm going to contrast this real quick in Mark chapter 12, verse 38 to 40. This is the verses right above what we just read. The three verses above. And I think Mark does this purposely for a reason. And it says, as Jesus taught, Jesus, oh, as the Pharisees taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplace. And they have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honors at banquets. 
They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. So what did they make church into? You know, what I see is they made it about them. In all of it, the focus of church is them. And I look at our generation today and that's what we've done. This is about me. Fill me. Revive me. Me, me, me. And this is what the Pharisees did. And what does Jesus say to them? You are not, not just a punishment, severely punished. When you take the thing of God and corrupt it, God hates it. So let me encourage you today, when you come here, it's not a game. It's us looking at it for what it is and saying this is about us giving ourselves to God because at the end of the day, this is about God and not us. This is not about me and you. No offense to me and you. I love you guys and I hope you love me. But this is about God. And when you come with that focus, ooh, well, there can be a move of God because He's the center. He's the point of all of it. So I ask you a question. I'm not curious what you're giving because the truth is, I don't care if you're giving a hundred or two, but how much of yourself are you giving? Are you giving your best? That's the question that I want you guys to think about for today. Are you giving your best? And really, giving is a state of your heart. In your heart, you think, there's more I can give. Let me give that. And I'll challenge you, you know, as you give and as you step forward in giving, it's uncomfortable because you have to go past your normal. Think about the woman. She gave, let's just go with eight and ten. Say she gave eight of her $10. She's giving everything. Can you agree with me? She has nothing left to live on. How uncomfortable is it to give like that? And so when God asks you to pray out loud, sometimes, you know, we can be a very reserved group, and that's fine because you could be giving your best, but sometimes God will challenge you, give a little bit more. I want you to pray out loud today. And that's uncomfortable. And you're like, I don't do that. What if someone looks at me? Give anyways. This is not about people. This is about you and God. During a time of worship, you may feel like maybe God is saying, raise your hands to worship. And you're like, I don't do that. What if people look at me weird? Give anyways. It's uncomfortable to give. But I'll encourage you, as you give, you increase your capacity to give. And as you increase your capacity to give, you increase your capacity to receive. So I want to encourage you, give. We as a church, this is one of the cultures of our church. I want us, it's not about a few people giving. A hundred percent of people, my ideal will be giving a hundred percent of themselves. That is what a church is. So I encourage you today to think. Can I give to God? Can I reframe the way that I think about church and think, can I just give because he's worthy? And I want to encourage you. I'm so hopeful as I think about this as a group. I think this is why maybe God encouraged me to start this. As a group really begins to give, there is a move of God that's something we've never seen. I believe it. 
I've only heard stories of it. But my parents gave me the story of, you know, back in the day, they would come together and they would just worship God. They would worship to give God worship. And they would bring sick people. And as they worshiped, sicknesses would flee. You know what their focus was? They just wanted to give something to God. And in their giving, they received. So I just want to encourage you, man, that's what I envision. We come to give, and as we give, there is encounter with God. But you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility just like the woman uncomfortably gave all of herself. You got to give all of you. He doesn't want 10, 20, 30, 40. He wants all of you. So I end with where I began, and and they're going to come forward as we're going to get into a time of the Lord's table. I want you to think for a second. What should I look for in a church? The question is not what can I get from church, but what can I give to church? And guess what? There's always space to give. There's always space to give. So are you giving today? Just like the woman who gave all that she had, she's like a model for me. Even if you're embarrassed to give and you feel like it's nothing, he wants that. Even if you feel like it's a little, he wants that. So give to him. And give to him with the hope and the promise that if you give, and if we all give together, we will receive. He will outpour himself on us. But you have a responsibility today. And as we're going to get into the Lord's table, if you have any difficulty doing this, look to the life of Jesus, who gave everything for us. If we look to the cross, you see a Jesus who was, who was struggling, who thought to himself, I don't want to do this, yet he did for you and me. He gave himself for us. So I ask you, can you give in return? Can you give your life fully for him? Our God is worthy of praise. And when you give yourself fully to him, I really do believe that is the best offering you can give to him. And as we go from here, my prayer is that we continue to look like Jesus day by day.